Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 727. This seemed a long way from a ringing endorsement, but from the sudden stiffness in Carset's back and Tempe's slow-relieved exhalation, I guessed it was the news we were hoping for. I will give him to Vachette, Shaheen said. Tempe went motionless. Carset made, made a gesture of approval, wide as a madman's smile. Tempe's voice was strained. You will give him to the hammer? His hand flickered. Respect, negation, respect. Shaheen got to her feet, signaling an end to the discussion. Who better? The hammer will show if he is iron worth striking. With this, Shaheen pulled Tempe aside and spoke to him for a brief moment. Her hands brushed his arms lightly. Her voice was too soft for even my finely tuned eavesdropping ears. I stood politely near my chair, and the fight seemed to have left Tempe, as his gestures were a steady rhythm of agreement and respect. Carset stood apart from them as well, staring at me. Her expression was composed, but her eyes were angry. At her side, out of sight of the other two, she made several small gestures. The only one I understood was disgust, but I could guess the general meaning of the others. In return, I made a gesture that was not edemic, but the narrowing of her eyes, I suspected she managed to glean my meaning fairly well. There was a high sound of a bell ringing three times. A moment later, Tempe kissed Shaheen's hand, the peak of her forehead, and her mouth. Then he turned and motioned for me to follow. Together we walked to a large, low-ceilinged room, filled with people and the smell of food. It was a dining hall, full of long tables and dark wooden benches, worn smooth with time. I followed Tempe, gathering food onto a wide wooden plate. Only then did I realize how terribly hungry I was. Despite my expectations, this dining hall didn't resemble the mess at the university in the least. It was quieter, for one thing, and the food was far better. There was fresh milk and lean, tender meat that I suspected was goat. There was hard, sharp cheese and soft, creamy cheese, and two kinds of bread still warm from the oven. There were apples and strawberries for the taking. Salt boxes sat open on all the tables, and everyone could take as much as they liked. It was strange being in a room full of Adam talking. They spoke so softly, I couldn't make out any words, but I could see their hands flickering. I could only understand one gesture in ten, but it was odd being able to see all the flickering emotions around me. Amusement, anger, embarrassment, negation. The end of the page! Uh, I'm Jordana. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Jeremy. So this is a wonderful one-two punch of 
okay, phew, Foth's not going to get killed, but he is going to get handed over for training by somebody called the Hammer. (laughs) Folks, not great. I mean, the idea that they call, like, people who are learning the Lathani and and all those practices, like, people who are iron worth striking, it makes sense that you would call the person who trains them the Hammer. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's not, like, what anybody, it's, like, specifically what Vashet is called. (laughs) fair <laughs> now i not to uh, d- diminish this because it is uh, sick awesome and you go oh my god the hammer is gonna be so nervous uh i think this is like one of her names in the same way that quote's name in adem is flame thunder and broken tree mm-hmm. it's like like hammer is one of the like when you pronounce it a certain way it's hammer right so i don't know that it's necessarily meant to be a, like an honorific but i mean i guess it kind of is She's definitely, like, meant to be tough, and, like, Carceret is sated, right? So we're definitely meant to understand, like, all right, this this uh, teacher is not going to go easy on Quoth. Yeah, I think the two clues that we have that this is not going to be Quoth's most fun time ever is that Tempe seems very afraid for Quoth, and Carceret seems thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess this is Shaheen's way of, like, walking the middle path and keeping everyone happy. Although, when we meet Vashit, she turns out to not seem that bad. And I also think, as I recall, the progress of Kvothe's learning from Vashet is a progress of... Uh, and we see this a lot in fantasy novels in general. Like, the teacher who's like, oh, I can't believe they send me this rookie who doesn't know what he's doing. He's a barbarian. God, I can't believe I'm stuck having to teach this guy. And over the course of their time together, she comes to respect him and he comes to respect her. I don't know if Shaheen is all that concerned with what Carceret or Tempe think, but I think what she what she is thinking is, okay, it's possible that Tempe was right, that this guy does need to learn the Lathani and he does need to learn the Catan. But if he's going to learn them, I he's a barbarian, so he has to prove himself twice as hard as any Adam would, so I'm going to give him to our toughest, best teacher. Because... If he's actually worthy, then he'll be worthy of being taught by her. And if he's not, then he will die. I think that Carceret assumes he will die. Yes. Yeah. So so Carceret's happy. (laughs) I don't think she made that choice to make Carceret or Tempe happy. But I think those are like secondary benefits that like Carceret is going to go away thinking, okay, like it's bad that he's being trained, but he's being trained by Bashet. He's not going to last a week. And Tempe is thinking the same thing. It might have been a factor in her decision. I agree that it might have been a factor, but I don't think it was the most important factor for her. Because I don't think Shaheen ultimately cares that much what Carceret or Tempe think. Right. So she's sort of not a fence builder, you might say. Nor a fence sitter. Certainly not a fence sitter. I would know one of those if I saw it. I, I think that she, like, she has them there because she wants to understand their perspectives, but I don't think that either... Tempe or Carceret have enough social capital or influence to sway her particularly. Well, she's also kind of like the judge mediating their dispute, right? Like Carceret is the plaintiff and Tempe the defendant. She's kind of judge, jury, and executioner. Like she is she is deciding, like this has been a breach of Adam law and she's the one who's deciding it. Yeah, exactly. And and that's why Tempe and Carceret are both present, I think. Yes. Because they are, you know, Carceret seems aggrieved. Weirdly, personally, I can't remember if we ever figure out what 
Carceret's damage is. Oh, I think she's just a racist, right? She's just like a xenophobe. She hates everyone who's not Adem. We'll see. Like many of the ancillary characters in this read, I'm trying to see things from Carceret's perspective in, in this time around. That's the little challenge I've given myself. I think she's just protective of her culture. Which is the same thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I was trying to make it sound less bad. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's a matter of perspective. Like, yes, she is. She, I think she is very... Con- I think she's a very traditionalist conservative ADEM who is very concerned with keeping things going the way they have always been. And one of the ways. Yes. That- and much like Pierre Polyver, she is very protective of her culture. She's like, not like Pierre Polyev. Cause like, she's not a dork. <laughs> yeah. This is why we need to bring back bullying. We need to actually need to step up our bullying efforts because we need to make sure the dorks never learn to speak out. Indeed. Um, but yes. getting back to what's actually important I think that, Jordana, you're right. We are being a little bit unfair to Carceret if we're trying to see things from her perspective. As far as she's concerned, this is like the first small step on the road to the complete collapse of Adem culture, right? If we start letting barbarians learn about the Lathani and learn about the Catan, then everything that makes us special and individual and unique will be destroyed. Uh, so we can't ever allow that to happen. And Tempe has committed a betrayal of our entire way of life by doing it. And I think that, Shaheen's perspective, as she outlines on the previous page, is like, I actually think the world would be a better place if the Adem were not quite so isolationist, and if we were more open to teaching other cultures about our philosophy. Because if we're so convinced that our philosophy is like the right way to live and the way to know that you're living rightly, why wouldn't we want other people to know it? Yes. Hmm, that's a good point. She says, some might say, don't teach him the Lathani because whoever has knowledge of the Lathani overcomes all things. So from Carceret's perspective, like you're handing your enemies, your cultural enemies, this incredible weapon that only we have, which gives us an unbeatable advantage. And from Shaheen's perspective, it also like, yes, it can do that. But also, if you learn the Lathani, you learn when to use power and when not to. And this is and like that's exactly why Tempe started teaching Foth, right? Because Tempe sees that Foth is a person who has power, but he's not always wise in the use of power. And understanding right action would make him wiser in the use of his power. I don't think that the story is going this direction, but it would be interesting and a little bit doony if the Adem became like um militarized proselytizers and forcibly converting people, you know, because they are an incredible fighting force. And I suppose you could read the Lathani or like you could interpret the Lathani and their philosophy, I suppose, as like, certainly it doesn't speak of empire now, but I wonder if like, if you put it in other, in other, in other person's mouth, you know, like if, if someone were to, interpret it cruelly i don't know if i'm making any sense no you are you are yeah there's no evidence that this is happening in the you could certainly like in much the same way that like we haven't really seen sympathy turned to military uses we haven't really seen the adem military at work like on a large scale well it doesn't seem like they have a military right their whole thing is like we don't fight for ourselves we hire ourselves out to fight for other people Right, but what if they did? Well, yes, well, yes, 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 of course. But I think the point of them is that they don't. Like, I think that everything about the way their culture is built is built to suggest that if they wanted to, they could 
go out and conquer the world. And the fact that they don't and that they haven't is in itself interesting. Yes. And what I'm saying is that in a future where everything has fallen apart and a charismatic demagogue who maybe has carcerets leanings were to be in Shaheen's role, potentially things could be very different. I don't think it would be a huge leap to interpret the Lethani as like one of conversion, like a, a philosophy of conversion, you know? Well, see, I think it would. See, I think Carceret's philosophy would keep things exactly as they are, right? She's an isolationist. She wants nothing to do with the outside world. I think that if you twisted Shaheen's philosophy, not, not from one of like, we should let people who want to learn more about us do so to everyone must learn more about us in order to live rightly. That is a dangerous road to travel down. But there's no evidence of that at all in the text. And so I, I don't know how productive this discussion is. Jordana, how delicious is this dinner? It's pretty great. And it makes me want to have cheese and bread for lunch. Mm. Quoth is thinking along the same lines I am in that, like, the they seem to be a past... Wait, did Jeremy just, like... Did you just scan past... No, I'm, I'm about to address the dinner. Oh, okay. God. okay. I thought you went back to what you were doing before. I'm sorry. I'm I think sorry. that Quoth is thinking along the same lines I was on a couple of pages previous in that he has correctly identified that the ADEM goat and the byproducts of goat is a staple part of their culture and diet, which is why he assumes that the meat that they're eating is goat. And I think we can safely assume that the cheese they're eating is goat cheese. But I also think we're meant to understand that they are wealthy or at least have a lot of access to salt, which is a luxury everywhere else. His quote seems taken aback that they can have as much salt as they want and that there's salt boxes on every table. Yeah, their 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 settlement is wealthy, but it doesn't seem like any individual is afforded any more status or wealth than anybody else, right? Shaheen Well, Shaheen has more status, but certainly not more wealth. The wealth is is communal. Yes. Yes. And as we see on the next page, Shaheen is eating with everybody else. She's not like at her own special table for fancy people. Yes. I, for one, think it is time to convert to luxury mountain communism. Luxury mountain martial arts communism. Is it possible, seeing as like they live in a mountain range and mountains are made of rocks and rocks can often be very mineral rich, that perhaps there's like a salt spring in the mountains somewhere? That is providing the salt? Yes, that's completely possible that the ADEM do a, a brisk business in salt mining. But I think where Nick is deriving his theory from is that we know that the ADEM's wealth derives from their, as far as we're explicitly told in the text, like their primary sort of trade with the outside world is their sending out mercenaries and that's where their wealth comes from. And it is lucrative. Yeah, but I think you could also totally read this as like, yes, they are in a mountainous society and maybe there is like uh there are like salt mines in Ademra. Glad we had this chat. I, I think what we're really supposed to be taking away from this is that there's lots of food and everybody's welcome to as much as they want. No one is treated as, as more special than anyone else. What a life. Indeed. Indeed. Well, this one went on a while, so let's skip the letter today, but we'll have a letter on tomorrow's page. The Wiz. Wiz.